Hey, mamas. In this episode, I introduce you to Christy Thomas. Christy is an author, a homeschool mom, has worked in a church, and loves to encourage other moms to teach their own kids about Jesus. I hope that you will be blessed. She has such a fabulous way of helping mamas to start small, but to make a big impact. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, and thank you, Christy, for joining us today. Would you like to introduce yourself and share with us a little bit about your background? Sure, I'd love to. Well, I'm Christy. I live in Western Canada, and I was the children's ministry director at my church for over 12 years or almost 12 years, I took some time off in the middle to have some babies. But And then the last few years, I have been working from home and homeschooling my kids. So I've kind of done it all. I have done the public school. I have done homeschool. I've been working mom. I've been stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I like a variety in my life, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but what I really love right now is just helping families share Jesus with their kids and know that they can do it even, you know, no matter what is happening in your life, whether you're working or at home or homeschooling or public schooling, you can do this. And so that's what I'm kind of focusing on right now, aside from educating my own children. Absolutely. Yes. I love your message and just how um, passionate I can tell you are about encouraging moms and really making them feel equipped and that they can teach their kids about Jesus. I think it's something that often we don't feel like that's our our place to do. The mm-hmm. church, they're the professionals. And so I'm just going to let my church teach my kids about Jesus. But um, you and I believe that the Bible has a different idea for the, our kids' main discipleship. And so I love the way you equip and encourage moms um, through your current ministry. Thanks. And I got to tell you a secret about those people at church who are teaching your kids. They're teenagers and their moms and their dads. They are not <laughs> people who are high, any more trained for the most part than you or I. So, That's right. you yeah. know, we feel like they know what they're doing. Well, they just have a curriculum to follow. Exactly. <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> That's right. They are not the experts. No. And you you know, the, you know, moms know their kids better than the people at the church. And so moms and dads are, are really their kids, the experts on their kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So on our podcast, we like to define spiritual parenting as living out your authentic faith in front of your kids and inviting them to get to know who God is. We do this based on Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9. So what does spiritual parenting mean to you and what does it look like in your family? 
first of all, I love your definition. I think it's just so all encompassing that it's really, it's about chasing after God yourself and living out your authentic faith, you know, wherever you are in your faith journey and inviting them into that. That is, I don't think I could define it better myself. (laughs) That is wonderful. And so I think, you know, we are um, spiritual parenting, you know, sharing Jesus with your kids, it doesn't really happen by accident. And if we're, we're waiting for it to happen by accident, it probably won't happen at all. Or we'll be teaching them, you know, that it's not important by accident. <laughs> so I do think that we have to be intentional about it, but it doesn't have to be the same in every family. It's like I was saying before, no matter what your life looks like, you can do this with your kids. So Um, I believe it's about like making these little like touch points in your day that help us grow as followers of God. Sometimes I call them habits, you know, like little tiny habits, not really big things. You don't have to have a family worship session every day or every week or I mean, I don't do that at all. (laughs) But it's about these little touch points that remind our family, this is who we are. And so for my family, I want my kids to know that we are a family that values the Bible and can learn and grow from reading the Bible. So we take time to read it every day or not every day, most days. <laughs> um, I also want them to know that we are a family that believes God answers prayer and he's living and active in our lives. So we talk to God, right? Every day, you know, whether it's individually or as a group, we do these things. And so I just like to make Make sure that I have time in my day for these things. And it doesn't have to be long and involved, like I said. Like, it can be just a few minutes. A prayer can take 15 seconds. I just want our family to know that this is who we are. And so we create a little bit of time in our day to make sure that we're coming back to that. And I think that once you create those touch points in your day, um, it becomes more natural throughout your day, too. So then you've created a couple things that intentionally happen, and then it's just going to start coming up naturally as well. You know, it feels more natural now to say, yeah, what does the Bible say about that? Or, you know, we just talk about Jesus or, you know, like things just kind of come up naturally because we've established that this is who we are as a family. Right. And I love, I love that and how you talk about the touch points and how it becomes natural, but it probably doesn't start that way. Like it starts (laughs) off kind of awkward with inviting your kids to pray sometimes or, you know, our family, we try to, every time we hear sirens, we try to pray. Mm. And um, and sometimes it it's kind of awkward because we're in the middle of a conversation <laughs> um, or, you know, doing something else. But we hear the sirens and we use that as like a little marker to say, oh, mm. we need to thank God that we have people in our community who are willing to serve others. And we need to pray for their safety and for whatever situation is happening right now. And so, um, but it's, but there starts off with that awkwardness, but it Mm -hmm. does become more natural the more you practice it and engage your kids in those habits. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people think, well, for everybody else, it's natural, but for me, it's awkward. So I should probably just not do it, but no, it's awkward for pretty much everybody at first. I think there are probably people out there who are like, oh, I just pray with my kids all the time. And it's totally natural. Reading the Bible with my kids is you know, just a delight all the time. (laughs) It just flows naturally with our day. But no, I mean, the fact that our sin is a thing in our lives, (laughs) in the world, and that it's just not necessarily going to feel natural at first, but it can become that way. Like you said, like it can become automatic. It can become habit. And when it becomes habit, it just becomes who we are. So we have to 
be kind of intentional about it for a while first before it becomes who we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also our kids unique personalities play into that too. Cause I know with some, some of my kids, I mean, I have five, so I've got a lot of different personalities. Some of them, it's a lot more natural for them to pray and Mm -hmm. to um, have those different conversations where with other ones, they're a little bit more hesitant to pray out loud or to go straight to God when they have, you know, a scrape on their knee or whatever. But for some, it's just like, that faith is just one of their, you know, spiritual gifts and it just comes out really easily for them. And I think as we explore faith with our kids, we have to learn our kids' personalities and their styles of worship and what, you know, what's going to help them to connect with God. So there is going to be that awkwardness coming from them and from us. And, you know, it's a big (laughs) growing experience. Embrace the awkward. That's how we grow, right? Like you said, it's a growing experience. That's okay. If if we didn't ever have to try something new that felt a little weird, we'd never get better at anything. We'd never grow. That's right. Yes. So tell me a little bit about um, play in your home. I know I've seen some fun videos on Instagram of you and your kids um, incorporating play into your faith. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, sure. I I just realized in my introduction, I never like introduced you to my family. (laughs) So I have three boys. Uh, They are currently seven, 10 and 12. So I've got to say when they were younger, it was probably easier to incorporate play. We did a lot of like acting out Bible stories and you know, we're doing creation, let's play animal charades and that kind of stuff. So um, we did a lot of that. And I got to say, we did this in a tiny bedroom with a bunk bed and a closet. Like the closet was the grave. The closet was anywhere somebody needed to jump out of as a surprise. The bed was um, a boat. It was a tent. It was everything. You know, we'd go up onto the top if we had to pretend we were climbing a tree. (laughs) So a bunk bed in a closet were all the props that we had. And we would, acting out Bible stories is one of the most fun things that I can do with kids. And I know some people are like, I don't like acting. Well, um, I also encourage families to just grab some stuffed animals then and pretend the animals are doing it, right? Um, So it wasn't just a thing we did at Bible time. It just really helped my kids integrate the Bible into their own play, especially when they were younger. So one time my son was, so my oldest is 12 now, but I think he was four or five when this happened. He came running in the house and he's like, mom, dad, come see the altar I made. We were like, what? (laughs) Okay. So we go outside and he's showing us this altar and, and he was it was the story of Elijah that he was envisioning. And he he had these autumn leaves and he was putting these autumn leaves on. He's like, this is the fire that God sent down from heaven. And we're like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Like it was just part of his play. Um, so, you know, now that my kids are a little older, they, we do still play, not every day and every time, but uh, I think one of the videos maybe you're talking about is that we were learning, reading Psalm 139 verse five, which says you hem me in behind and before and you've laid your hand upon me. So I had them all roll up in blankets and they were just like rolling around on the floor. And then I put my hand upon them and it was like, this is like what God does to us. He's like, you're like rolled up in a blanket, all comfy and cozy. And, and that's like how he is on us. And then he puts his hand of blessing on us. 
Um, or sometimes, you know, we'll play hide and seek when we've read the parable of the lost sheep. I mean, even my 12 year old likes hide and seek still. Teenagers like hide and seek, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or make swords and shields and pretend it's the armor of God. So we don't play all the time, but there are ways to play the Bible. And I think that our kids like to play. I think we underestimate the need for play in older kids too. Like my kids is, he's 12 and a half and he still loves it when we do it. He gets into it. Maybe some kids who were 12 are like, I'm just too cool for that. But, but secretly they really want it. Yeah, exactly. I think so. I remember playing with Barbies when I was like 12 or 13 with my friend and we're like, don't tell anybody we did this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if it's all in the family, you know, yeah. it's okay. Maybe if you had like, a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old. Maybe your play would look different, but <laughs> it's different when they have younger siblings, I think. Absolutely. So I love how just like realistic you make faith um, and just like how possible you make it, mm -hmm. you know, seem for other moms to do that. What, like, what tip do you have to share or Resource, what do you want to share with us today? So I am a big believer in small, sustainable steps. Like, you don't have to do the big thing. If this is something you've never really thought about before, or you've thought about and tried and some things haven't worked, I, I like the start little method. <laughs> and I have a freebie on my website that talks about, like, if you want to, your goal is to read the Bible with your kids every day. Um, here's a, a really small 30 second thing that you can do to kind of get you started on that path. Like don't start by trying to read a chapter of the Bible every day with your kids. Start by reading a verse um, or the shortest devotional book that you can possibly find. That's what I did um, when I was trying to start reading the Bible with my kids in the morning. I, the uh, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing by Sally Lloyd-Jones. So short, but they're yes. so interesting. Yes, we have that on CD. And so we yeah. listen to it at the bus right? stop. Yeah, And they're like, 30 seconds long, right? So it doesn't have to be long. Anyway, so my point is <laughs> start little, right? You know, you want to worship with your kids more. Well, as soon as you click your seatbelt in in the van when you're taking your kids to school, turn on the Christian radio station or a CD or um, just kind of make that part of your day. I click in my seatbelt, I turn on the CD. Um, yeah, just start little. <laughs> That's my tip. So I have. That's what the free resource is about. It's got a bunch of different ideas of ways that you could start little and how you can realistically incorporate this into your life. And it's just a few pages long because I believe in starting little. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that you definitely, I would yes, grab I if this is something that's a struggle. Yeah, I think that's really great. I um, remember doing one of your challenges maybe even like two years ago and it was, you had something about like a bedtime blessing. Mm -hmm. Can you, I, I just love that little, little habit. Would you share something about that with us? Yeah. Sure. That is like, I think my favorite little habit uh, because I've been teaching it for so long. I got the idea even, you know, from a book somewhere before even I had kids. And it's just this idea that you post a Bible verse on your child's wall so that you don't forget about it. <laughs> you know, you can even just write it on a sticky note. And then when your child, you've tucked your child into bed, you put your hand on their head and you say something like, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you and give you peace. Or you can say one, one of the many other blessing 
based verses in the Bible, you know, something that you can pray over it and decide which one you want for your kid, or you can have multiple posters on your wall and your kid can decide which one they want you to pray over them. And it's like, how long did that take me to say? I mean, I said it pretty quick, but (laughs) it's like a 15 second, 30 second habit that it's so interesting because it seems to crack the door open for so many other things in our family's lives. So I've been teaching this now for 13 years probably and seeing what's happened in families and I've had families that are like you know we were trying to read a devotional book at bedtime and it just wasn't working so instead we started doing this little blessing habit and then we realized that oh now we're doing the blessing now we can start doing the devotional and when she had emailed me she's like suddenly we were able to do this every night we're on our second book already Uh, it's like it just you know if you've got a closed door in your family toward faith Praying that blessing just kind of cracks the door open. And then other things can kind of seep in. Um, You can start reading the Bible with your kids at night or in the morning. That's what I heard another family that had, like this was years ago already. They said their kids started sleeping better at night when they started praying the blessing over their kids. And they were waking up happier. So they were able to do devotions in the morning with their kids for the first time ever. And that just became something that they did all the time because they started with this little blessing. And so it has an outsized impact. You would think that it's just this tiny little thing that doesn't really have an impact on your kids. But for some reason, it's just one of those habits that once you start, it just cracks that door open and other things, God can use it in amazing ways. Wow. Yeah. Those are some really cool ways that it has like grown. Mm -hmm. That's that's amazing. Um, So I, I've been trying to, um, you know, I've been trying to say, I say it's a prayer right now and not a a verse consistently, but I'm trying to like still decide on which kind of like verse do I want for each of my girls? Cause I want them each Mm. to have something unique and, um, and I'm an Enneagram one. So like I'm a perfectionist. And so I'm like, I need the right verse and I can't start until it's all right. <laughs> but I love how you're just like, no, just stick it like a sticky note on yeah. the wall, <laughs> just start. And so I need to like remind myself, like I, I had started with one, but then I added kids. I'm like, oh, I need new verses. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I need to just remember just, no, just pick a just verse do and do it. And just. <laughs> put it up there. So, um, I, yeah, I think that's just such a really encouraging, you know, you've got so many great stories about the, just this tiny little habit. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really encouraging. And I hope that, um, the listeners will list, like hear that and just be inspired and encouraged to try it with their own kids and not follow my lead of trying to find like the exact perfect life verse that is going to <laughs> define their whole world and, you know, their ministry to come in many years. Like, no, we just need to, yeah, pick that, pick a verse, put it up there and just, um, just bless our kids, you That's know, right. with just it. Start little. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yes. So thank you. That's such a good reminder. Like, yes especially for like me, perfectionist. (laughs) I'm probably like, no, I need to go and get a poster made and it has to be like beautiful print, you know, (laughs) like put it up on the wall. No, just stick a sticky note up there, Joy. Okay, we're going to do this. (laughs) That's right. Awesome. Good, go. Yes. Um, Okay. So 
I believe that moms need play just as much as their kids do. If these, you know, 12 and a half year old boys secretly long for play, so do us mamas. Like Mm -hmm. we need play and our play might look different from kids play and what they, you know, enjoy, but we still need those moments of refreshment and play. So how do you like to play Christy? Well, one of the ways I like to play with my kids is by telling potty jokes. <laughs> I love me a good poop joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> God gave me three points for a reason. I know. <laughs> uh, one time we were laying out these oranges, I think, in the backyard to, you know, to try and figure out how the distance between the planets. And we laid down the planet Uranus and the dog came and ate Uranus. <laughs> and we just are still laughing about that two years later. <laughs> Anyway, I find that stuff just as hilarious as my kids do. Um, But for myself, I I like to garden. I like to be outside watching things grow. Um, I love to explore outside. You know, when you go to the forest, I love to, I don't know, look at the trees and (laughs) wander around in the forest, finding new places. That's really refreshing for me as well. I keep hearing a lot of gardening from... (laughs) from mamas. So that's, um, seems to be a really great way that God chooses to connect with, with moms. So I love that. Um, well, just, do you have anything else that you would like to share or an offer that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, if you have preschoolers and would like to play the Bible, like I was saying, we are, you know, we were acting things out and stuff. I actually have like a full resource for that, that you can, it's a book, it's called Wise for Salvation. I wrote it several years ago. I started writing it when my oldest was like three years old. And the cool thing is last week I I gave it to him because he's 12 now and we're teaching a preschool class at church. And I said, go through this and and find something, some activities that we can do in Sunday school. And so I was like, this is a cool full circle moment. Um, Anyway, so it goes through 86 different Bible stories and you stay on a single Bible story for like a whole week for five days. And there's little activities now and they're not like, you don't have to prep any of these. These are like, oh, let's talk about God made light. Let's go flick the light switch on and off (laughs) (laughs) or cover our eyes, right? They're just very simple play. You could do a few of them at a time if your kids are older. Um, So yeah, it's called Wise for Salvation. It's got two owls on the cover. And it's really, it's a play-based Bible study for kids. Great. We will put a link to that in the show notes. And um, just thank you so much. I have loved this conversation and um, I'm excited to share all these tips with our listeners and um, just pray that you would um, be blessed for all of the encouragement that you give to moms. I know I have been encouraged by you and everything that you share and just, um, so yeah. So thank you so much and just ask God's blessing on you and your ministry. And, um, we hope you will come back again. You have so many great resources and some new ones coming out. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) and so our, I just hope our listeners will be, um, encouraged to check out some of your other resources and I will have links to your website and all of that in the show notes. And we just thank you for uh, being here today.
Oh, thanks so much for having me. This has been fun. I like talking about play and fart jokes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's why I'm not a boy mom, though. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.